I'm Gary Bard, founder and editor-in-chief of today's Caregiver Magazine and Caregiver.com, and your host for our weekly caregiving podcast series. In this podcast, we will introduce you to many of the leading caregiving thought leaders, authors, experts, and even caregivers with famous faces who have graced the covers of our magazine. Dr. Aaron Blight is an international speaker and consultant on caregiving, aging, and healthcare. He's the founder of Caregiving Kinetics and has been recognized as a top 100 healthcare leader by the International Forum on Advancement for Healthcare. Dr. Blight's passion for supporting caregivers is rooted in his personal experience as a family caregiver, his professional work as the owner of a very large home care agency, as a leader at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, and as a study of caregiving as a phenomenon of social sciences. Dr. Blight serves as an adjunct professor at Shenandoah University, an honorary board member of Wellspouse Association, and an advisory board member of the Shenandoah Area Agency on Aging. And he's just written a terrific new book, When Caregiving Calls, Guidance as You Care for a Parent, Spouse, or Aging Relative. Aaron, it's a pleasure to talk with you today Tell me more about your background. Well, uh, going back about 20 years or so, I worked at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. I was actually in the Disabled and Elderly Health Programs group of the federal Medicaid program. And I was, <clears throat> so I was writing national health care policy for elderly and disabled people. But if I'm being honest, Gary, I didn't really know too much about what it meant to be elderly or disabled at that time. But all of that changed when my mother-in-law got a brain tumor diagnosis and a very short time to live. She was given six to nine months to live if she um, had brain surgery and if she survived it. And that was the kind of the ideal case scenario. And so we became her family caregivers. She moved into our home and we had three young children. We were, you know, the sandwich generation uh, and she was supposed to stay with us for a couple of weeks as she recovered from her brain surgery. She stayed a couple of years and she actually lived five and a half years after that original brain tumor diagnosis. Thanks to radiation and chemotherapy and, and a second brain surgery, she was a, a miracle, but uh, her brain was never the same. She was in a state of cognitive decline for the rest of her life. And uh, that experience really uh, opened my eyes to caregiving and helped me to understand what it means to be disabled, elderly, to have health challenges that are life-threatening. And uh, <clears throat> a year after she passed away, I opened a, a home care company and became a franchisee for Home Instead Senior Care and was able to help thousands of families like mine here in, uh, in Virginia and West Virginia. I actually had a couple of locations and um, then I went back to school and I, I got my doctoral degree. And I'm not a medical doctor, I'm a doctor of learning and uh, education. And so I studied adult learning and how we as, as adults <clears throat> um, experience things and understand things and, and make sense of our lives and grow. And I studied caregiving in connection with my degree. And it was really, as I studied caregiving, that I started to understand 
more deeply what happens to family caregivers and why caregiving is so difficult and why it was so hard for me as a family caregiver. <clears throat> uh, then I, I was able to sell my home care company and I just recently uh, published this book that you just announced and I'm just super excited to share it with, with your audience. Well, tell me more about the book. So the book was written for family caregivers. It's very relatable. It's very easy to read. It's not a, an academic book in any way. I think that there are things here that any family caregiver is going to, to understand and relate to. Uh, but it bring it weaves together my a lot of the things that I just talked about, my own family caregiving experience with the research that's out there from applied gerontology on family caregiving. It tells some stories from my home care company, but it also incorporates uh, some deep learning because uh, the book has 18 chapters. Each chapter is relevant to family caregiving. And after each chapter, there are questions for reflection. And uh, this is not an encyclopedia. In no way am I trying to answer all of the challenges that family caregivers have, but it's a guide and it asks uh, intelligent questions related to each chapter's topic so that the family caregiver can really reflect upon what they are experiencing in their life with their care receiver and gain insights as to how they might move forward in the future and approach caregiving a little bit more proactively and thus be more effective as a family caregiver. Yeah, I really like the title when caregiving calls. We always say that, uh, you know, you become a caregiver from not being a caregiver to being a caregiver. It's a metaphorical phone call in the middle of the night. Dad <clears throat> fell, the tests are back. Your wife's been in an accident, you know, military uh, situation with, 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 with a loved one. And you walk through this Alice in Wonderland looking glass where everyone's set, talking about things you've never heard before, you know, acronyms, and people are looking to you for solutions and advice. So, I'm, I'm really glad to see uh, a book like this come around. Can you um, give me some of the uh, chapter titles so I can get a handle on uh, what the conversation is? <laughs> Sorry. My thing just fell down. Yeah, no, it's okay. You should leave that on there. Okay. <laughs> it's caregiving. So um, I'll just read them because they're, they're very short. There are 18, 18 chapters. And uh, these are the names of the chapters, conversation, roles, relationship, family, time, stress, work, body, mind, home, independence, loneliness, emotion, providers, skills, rewards, faith, and next steps. Wow, that covers everything. What have you heard from family caregivers who have read the book? I've actually had wonderful responses from family caregivers, which is really gratifying for me. It tells me it's affirming. It tells me that uh, the book is really on point. Uh, one family caregiver told me that she's never read a book about caregiving that was in, as insightful and as helpful as this one. Good. Um, Another family caregiver actually said to me 
She said, you know, I liked the questions for reflection, but I didn't like the questions for reflection. And I asked her, well, what do you mean by that? And she said, well, I guess I just really didn't want to have to think about a couple of those things that were in there, but I know that I really should think about them. And, you know, she unwittingly revealed exactly why those questions are in there. You know, sometimes as caregivers, we want to avoid or ignore certain things. They're, they're really tough things that we're confronted with. It's easier to just kind of sweep it under the rug. But if you actually confront the realities of caregiving head on, you're going to be more effective as a caregiver. You're going, you're going to be able to figure out how to address those challenges rather than avoiding them. Well, that story leads me to my next question. I was wondering if you could share some of the questions with us. Sure. The, question, the questions for reflection. Absolutely. Um, is there maybe a, a, ta a theme that you would like me to read a question from one of the chapters? Um, How about getting started, I, I guess, is a good, a good, okay. good thing to look at. Um, in terms of the, the relationship between the, the family caregiver and their loved one, there's a question here. How has caregiving affected your relationship with your loved one? Uh, how do you feel about the changes that caregiving has brought into your relationship with your loved one? If your answer to that question, how do you feel about it, has produced some negative emotions, which caregiving tasks are most likely to trigger your negative feelings? How could these tasks be changed for you to feel more positive about your relationship with your loved one? Oh, very good. So those, those are just three of the questions that follow the relationship chapter. Um, but I think that one of the most important uh, parts of this book is the relationship chapter because the introduction of caregiving tasks into a, a historic family relationship will change that relationship. And that is what a lot of family members struggle with because you know they've always had this family relationship with their loved one. That's always been their, their husband or their wife or their, their mother or their father or their sibling, right? And there's a lot of meaning in that historic relationship. And now that as a caregiver, you are helping with activities of daily living, you're, going, you're doing different things with your loved one and your interactions are different than they used to be with your loved one. And the power dynamics are, are, are different. It, from what I've, ever, what I've ever seen is nobody's spared from relational changes due to family caregiving. It changes all the, all the dynamics. It totally does. And the book tries to explain that using a research-based approach, research approach to it from applied gerontology. And so um, it starts to make more sense. You know, when I was a family caregiver, like most, like you said, I was just thrown into it. Um, I didn't have any preparation, any understanding of how my relationship with my mother-in-law was going to change or how my relationship with other family members would be impacted, but all there were definitely impacts there. And um, I'm, I hope that through the book, people can appreciate and understand a little bit more the significance of these changes in their relationships. Tell me a little bit about caregiving kinetics. 
Sure. So Caregiving Kinetics is the company that I created after selling my home care business. And through Caregiving Kinetics, I speak to caregivers all over the world, either family caregivers or formal professional caregivers. Uh, I talk to groups about what it means to be a caregiver and help them understand and process their experiences more deeply. So I do that through um, caregiver support groups, through workshops, keynote addresses, seminars, things like that. I also offer some leadership consulting for leaders of care organizations with team building and executive coaching. Excellent. Well, I'm glad you're out there doing what you're doing. Thank you. I'm glad you're out there doing what you're doing, Gary. You do a phenomenal job. I've, I've, and I, I said this before we came on, on air, but I'd like to just say it here. I, I really admire caregiver.com. You've just done so much work over the years to support caregivers and thank you. That's very kind. I, I, I very much appreciate that. Dr. Blight, what's the one most important piece of advice you'd like to share with family caregivers? You know, I'd like to tell family caregivers that they do not have to do this alone. There's this, uh, you know, initially a lot of family caregivers feel like they have to shoulder the burden of caregiving entirely by themselves. And that's not, that's not necessarily the case. Uh, family caregivers sacrifice so much of their time and their energy to help their loved ones that sometimes they suffer themselves because of what they're doing. And the help that family caregivers can receive from others could be help with the tasks of caregiving, you know, relief that uh, might be welcome for helping the care receiver, helping the loved one. Or it also could be help for themselves in terms of emotional supports and, uh, you know, things like counseling or just a listening ear, a friend who's, who's willing to just be there with you and support you or caregiver support groups where you know you can meet and gather with peers, uh, fellow caregivers who are experiencing similar things. Just having that type of, uh, of emotional support can make a huge difference for family caregivers. 